Women Taking the Lead, Episode 199. Stop hustling and look for your inner North Star (laughs) sooner. And what I mean by that is really going on this quest of looking for these things that we cannot explain, like starting a meditation practice, like looking for, for me, it was watching the movie, The Secret, but everybody has like different access points of follow what helps you open up to listening your own intuition, your soul, your heart, desire, do practices that give you this quiet time. If I had done that earlier, I would have found um, access to my full potential sooner, felt better and uh, found better solutions and um, have more free time <laughs> instead of hustling. Yeah. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Your website tells a story about your business. At Zebra Love Web Solutions, Millie and her team are going to make sure your website tells the story you want your customers to hear. Connect with Millie at ZebraLoveWebSolutions.com to create the impression you want to make. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Astrid Mueller, who is a creative serial soulpreneur with a background in branding and design, who loves helping women to dream big and shoot for the stars. She works specifically with soulful women freelancers and soulpreneurs who struggle getting their dream business off the ground. Astrid helps them ignite their superpowers and create a successful, beautiful brand their customers love. She's originally from Switzerland, and Astrid followed her heart to beautiful Kodiak Island, Alaska, from where she connects and empowers women around the world. Astrid, it is so great to have you with us. That is just a quick overview for everyone. So if you could tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Thank you so much, Jody, and I'm so honored and excited to be on your show. <laughs> Thank you. So, um, so my humble beginnings. Um, for one, I I have to, I have a confession. When I was in high school, and several times later, about two or three times actually, I applied for what. I thought was my hard calling, which is design school, and I got rejected two or three times. <laughs> so that was my very humble beginning. <laughs> so at first, I actually just took a job that paid the bills, and I stayed there for um, several years. I did an education. I worked at a life insurance company. I absolutely did not correspond with what makes me happy and what lights me up. So eventually I did follow my heart. And at first it was just like, I just need to get out of this and I need to, I wanted to live in the U (laughs) S so I found a way of just working for a summer in the U S. And when I came back, I started following the path to listen to, okay, what do I really love doing and what it is? It is design. That was my first inkling. It's all how, how it started. So you just follow an inkling. And I found a entry-level job at Swarovski Jewelry as an entry-level designer, which I did for four and a half years, and I learned so much. And, uh, and then I took a sabbatical, which led me to Alaska, which probably a lot of people are going to ask, oh, what, Alaska? Everybody asks me that. <laughs> 
So that was pretty much because I knew friends up in Fairbanks, Alaska. I studied there for a year, and it was an amazing adventure. Um, really cool. You could do outdoor stuff and see the northern lights and beautiful things. But in terms of business, so I came back to Switzerland, and I had a design portfolio, I realized, of all kinds of like drawings and paintings with women. And I did not know what to do with that back then. I just fell off my heart. So that was another humble beginning. I was back in Switzerland. I'd spent all my money. I temporarily moved back in with my parents. I felt like a total loser and ground zero. <laughs> um, but what happened is I found this class that said unemployed today and self-employed tomorrow. And at first I was just laughing about it, but it was so awesome. Just a few days, like seven days, power class, where I learned the essentials of how to start my business, and I did, and within the first year, I made almost more money or the same amount than I did as a designer at Swarovski, and I was starting out like, doing illustrations for women magazines. That was my humble beginning, <laughs> and I'm going to give you a word to say something before I keep talking forever. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to redirect you a little bit because I, I think we're, we're going to go into the rest of your story over, over the course of our conversation. Um, but I just want to acknowledge like the, the windy road, the, that story, like I can completely align with that story. And I think a lot of women, um, who are listening, uh, you know, can also relate to that. I feel like I, I, I didn't find my calling in life until I was in my thirties. And up, yep. and up until then, I, I would say, you know, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to know what I want to be when I grow up, you know, that, that sort of thing. Like it wasn't all coming clear, but you know, from the conversations we've had, and I can even hear it in your voice now, like you have so much more confidence in your voice like you you have found your purpose and yeah. I would love for you to at first though before we really get into like what you're doing now and all the awesome things you're doing in the mm -hmm. world is to take us back to a time when you were playing small and I know you kind of brushed over some things in your introductory story but I'd like you to take us really like down to like you said ground zero like right <laughs> right when it happened like tell us the story of that playing small moment and the lessons you've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually still way back when I had one of those moments and I was traveling all over Europe, uh, getting my, my knee out there. I was going to a trade show uh, in Frankfurt, Germany, and it was a trade show about design and illustrations. And I was there to make contacts to see how I could make money with my illustrations. And on the last day of that trade show, I came across this, like almost, it was almost closed. <laughs> there was this stand of the guy over owner of a business who was doing handbags and I was drawn to them because they had my favorite, one of my idols on them, the illustrator Tokidoki is like super cool comic art back then. I was just super um, into him and I looked at it and the owner was sitting there. So I summed up my courage and I just said like, oh, so I'm also an illustrator and um, how do you hire people, whatever. So I did that. I started the conversation. But then the guy asked me, well, we're technically only looking for people who also design handbags. And can you do that? And I am an honest person and I was not confident at that time. I didn't have the, <laughs> the, the many years of like, just do it kind of attitude. So 
my reaction was no. And I said, no, I cannot do that. I've never done that. And, and then, you know, the chance was gone and I regretted it so much. Like I came home to Switzerland and I was like, oh my gosh, I would have loved to work with this guy. And I tried to fix it. I actually went ahead and sketched up hand, handbag designs and because I knew I can figure this out. I can do this. And I emailed him, and I, but I never heard back again. So this was my chance was pretty much gone. And what I learned from that is that uh, we need to sometimes just be a little bit bold and say like that, you know, just step forward, just do, saying yes to opportunities if they tickle us and excite us. And even if they're scary, just taking that step and saying yes to yourself and to making it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Astrid, I love him what you said too, because like your reaction when he asked you that question, one of the first things you said to clarify where your mindset was in the moment was that I'm an honest person, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes out there people will say, say yes, and then figure it out, which is fine. It's a fine strategy. But if you're somebody who like you, one of your high values, one of your top core values is honesty, Mm -hmm. you're going to struggle with that, you know, but, but there are ways to still take advantage of the opportunity, even while being honest, because if you had said something like, I can do that, why don't I send you some sketches in in a week (laughs) to show you what I'm capable of? You would have still been, you know, being bold and, you know, going after the opportunity without dishonoring one of your values because you would have said, Mm -hmm. I'll have a chance to prove it before Mm -hmm. he says yes or no. So you're not being dishonest. You're just keeping the door open. Yes, that's a really beautiful reframe. And I just realized that before you said that, exactly, this is how I could have done this. So, yes. Yes. <laughs> no. And I, you know, and, yeah. and thank you for sharing that story because I know there are some women who are listening now who are like, I've never been able to use that strategy of say yes and mm-hmm. figure it out later because it just feels like a lie to yeah, me. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so this has been incredibly helpful. So let's, let's keep the ball rolling. So now, um, an, an exciting moment. Like, share with us a time in your life when you had an aha moment or a wake up call or, you know, for some people, they're like, oh, I've never had aha moments. Like the universe just kept sending me messages until it finally hit me over the head and I realized (laughs) what I needed to do. But, you know, whichever way it was for you, Astrid, there's always like a, a story that leads up to the moment when you're ready to take action and then the steps that led to your success. So take us there. Yes, yes. And I'm actually going to fast forward about 10 years. (laughs) So um, this was a very, and I had many aha moments, but this was a moment that was just so significant for me and gave me such a huge boost in moving forward. And it's still with me today. And I'm really, really experiencing the benefit of of this moment now so much that I want to share that one. So um, fast forwarding to last year, so it's 2016, um, that was the year where I actually had set the intention to start the year with, first of all, my word was focus for the year. I really wanted to step up and bring my passion of empowering other women business owners to the world. And I had started the year 
with a quest, which is very interesting. Uh, I was kind of looking for all kinds of resources inspired by the movie The Secret, and so a little bit of law of attraction dabbling, and then I'm like, what does this mean? So I was on this journey and read tons of books and whatnot, and at some point in the middle of the year, I had set the intention, okay, my new word for the year is leverage, and I really want to build my business to the next level, reach more women. So what started happening as I was on this quest and looking for all these books and resources and how to do this, like from neuroscience to marketing to manifesting, quote unquote, mm -hmm. to mindset, all those things. Uh, things started happening that brought me the right resources to step forward. And one of those things was um, a big training. At first, it was a smaller training, which was $1,000, which was big for me at the time. Um, but I signed up for it. I stepped forward. I did it. And that led me to an even bigger training, which I'm now in, which is a huge investment for me. Uh, but it also really helped me to, um, okay, so what happened? I'm just going to give you like a bit of a story moment. <laughs> so I was in LA at this event that was um, coming with that first small training, where which was all about being empowered as a business owner. And it's called Unstoppable Live. It's by Bill Barron. He's like one of my mentors now. So at that event, they were selling that big program um, that's like a five-figure investment. And what happened was I realized I had this huge scarcity mindset and I was scared to death to invest in that. But at the same time, I, I slowed down and I sat in my hotel room. I'm like, I'm going to meditate on this and just see what my heart is saying. So what my heart said was, yes, 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 you need this. And this is totally right for you. Uh, just figure it out. Right. So I did. I went downstairs and I talked to somebody and <laughs> this is actually a really deep story for me because I actually broke down. I was so scared of saying yes to this because it was I had such a huge problem with like seeing scarcity as a limiting sort of world for myself. But I told this lady, okay, I want to invest in this, but I don't know how. I'm super scared. And then I just started crying. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, but they were so helpful. And what happened was I figured out by just like saying that and committing to myself, I figured out ways, okay, I can do this either with a credit card or I could make an investment or whatever. And I said yes and step forward and I felt actually like a body transformation as I said yes to myself I felt so empowered at first it was like a little calm and I was still crying and then suddenly I felt this strong calm come over me and feeling really in the power in the moment and ever since the money has shown up for me I suddenly found that I had investment money I could use for myself from myself and also ever since then I realized that if we're really serious about growing our business and moving forward with our dream, we have to say yes to ourselves, step into our bigger selves and invest in ourselves and learn from others. And ever since then, I've been surrounded by the best people ever. I've met so many like people who are also go-getters and they're already on a level that I want to get to. I made such better connections and I'm on a roll. I'm like on a flow now of finding the best collaboration partners and everything. So it's been a huge shift for me and I lost my scarcity mindset.
Almost 100%. (laughs) I love that, Astrid. And I know there are people listening right now who um, they may not understand the the scarcity mindset. So I I, I just want to go over that because that's definitely like a law of attraction (laughs) type of thing. (laughs) But, you know, for those of you listening, if you you haven't heard the term scarcity mindset yet, it's having a mindset of that there's always lack. There's not enough. Like I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough relationships. Relationships. I don't have enough um, acknowledgement or fitness or health. It's it's always looking at the world from a place of there's not enough versus its opposite is an abundance mindset where I have enough time, I have enough money, I have enough relationships, you know, and coming from that place. Um, and so um, the, the theory and the practice is that when you come from an abundance mindset, you those things come to you. You find them, you see them because you're looking for them. And I, and I also, if you don't mind, I want to clarify um, in your story, Astrid, your scarcity mindset prevented you from seeing that in, in some of the funds that you needed, you already had. I know. You know, <laughs> but know. when you shifted your mindset to an abundance mindset of like, no, I have enough, I am enough, the money will come, all of a sudden you were able to see money where before you had not seen yeah. money. And so, you know, um, that's how the law of attraction works somewhat. But you have to take action. It has to be yeah. committed, and a committed action. And that's where um, one of my favorite um, quotes from Johann Goethe, part of it says that, you know, when one is committed, the universe conspires. And and that's what he's talking about. He's, and he's talking about also, um, and what you're referring to is, um, a mechanism in the brain called the reticular activator that Mm -hmm. when you're looking for something, you will find it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah, yeah, but not from a, (laughs) not from a place of lack, like, cause if you say, I don't have any money, I don't have any money. What you're telling the reticular activator to do is find all the places in your life where you don't have money. Mm -hmm. Right. But if, but if you say, I have enough money, I have enough money, you're telling the reticular activator to look for the places where you have enough money. So this is like, I mean, we could do a whole weekend on what we're just talking (laughs) about right here. But I love that story. I I think we can all relate to those moments where, you know, we like our heart is pounding, but it feels so right to make a certain decision. But what we're faced with right in the moment is like absolute fear. And like, I don't know if I'm enough, you know, Mm -hmm. for this decision. But once you make the decision and you're on the other side, what you find is like a peacefulness that comes over you because you've made the decision. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, um, yeah. Thank you so much for elaborating on that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Cause I know offline you and I could, could just talk and rift and just go, yeah. but I want to make sure everybody understands where we're going. <laughs> yeah. Well, where we're going next, um, Astrid, um, and I always love asking this question is about your leadership style because there are fundamentals to leadership, but we're all different. And so we're gonna show up as leaders a little bit differently. So how would you describe your leadership style? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that question. And, um, I have another 
candid, honesty moment, yeah. which you're probably going to laugh about. But it's um, I am just recently starting to see myself as a leader and I'm still not fully, fully feeling like, what? You call me a leader? I was mm-hmm. always I grew up from Switzerland just kind of being a follower. It was just always easier <laughs> to just have others do their thing and just go along. And I'm happy and easygoing, you know, so I'm just starting to get really like feeling that in my bones so I don't have years and years of experience but I share with you um actually what I have been using and what I'm super passionate about in when I am stepping in that role (laughs) is um I love to come from a place of collaboration and inspiration and empowerment so I always when I reach out to other women business owners that to talk synergies or to meet and to see if we can work with each other, I always ask them the first time, like, hey, um, tell me your dream. Tell me your vision. Share that with me and then I'll share mine and then we can see how we can collaborate. And I love to have that mindset all the time because I feel there's. And Dr. Joe Vitale, one of my authors that I'm currently reading and love, he's also about that. He's like a millionaire mindset, law of abundance, marketing millionaire guy who's super inspiring. And he was saying that he's always looking for win, win, win. And I kind of incorporated that into my recent inspirations. And I find when, again, like you were saying earlier, if we set the intention of looking for something and we have this positive mindset where we're open of amazing things can happen, expecting that, then suddenly we can see these win, win, win collaboration things and so it's not just about growing your money and making uh, growing your business and making more money, but it's like following your heart and looking for win-win-wins all the time, and then everybody wins, and there's more amazing things happening for everybody. That's where I love to come from. I yes, very heart-centered. <laughs> that is totally yeah. you, and which which is a great segue <laughs> to talk about what you're up to. So if you could share one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about. Yeah, so I I am so blessed that I'm super excited about everything I'm doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, over the course of the last two years, I really found my hard passion of helping soulful female freelancers and solopreneurs who are kind of like my younger self, just starting out but not really sure yet what their unique gifts are, how to use them in creating a successful business. One of my superpowers over the years has become branding and helping them really feel out, um, oh, you can take this, and this is how you can visualize this, and this is how you can connect with your ideal audience, and this is the strategy you can use to make that happen. So this is my heart passion, and I'm doing a bunch of things that help them achieve that. So I have an online program, um, and I I do one-on-one coaching um, where I – teach those things and it's a fusion between branding and woman empowerment and a little bit of love attraction magic that I put in there mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like things like meditating and mindset and how how you can see and feel possibility um, so that you will see more opportunities and it actually um, attract all those good things instead of holding yourself back so I fuse all of that into my trainings but one project which is like a side project that 
that is a little bit silly, but I'm super excited about is actually an Oracle deck collaboration, which is um, a win-win-win that I'm doing. <laughs> so I, um, as I said, I was I'm an illustrator and designer, but in my recent work, I haven't really used my uh, my art so much anymore. I'm more I've been more doing coaching. So suddenly I was looking for how can I use more art and. Uh, I have been using Oracle decks a little bit in my in my work and daily inspiration and for fun and they actually gave me some really cool inspirations of where I'm at and what I can do. So this is um, a collaboration that I'm doing with 10 other artists and illustrators and they're all women. <laughs> I'm making it a total woman collaboration and it's going to be a deck that's the purpose is also for women freelancers and solopreneurs who want to create their dream business to inspire and empower them. And then basically everybody who collaborates with me on that will will get their spot in the booklet and their name's going to get out there. I'm going to do a website for all of us and that's going to be something beautiful, fun, uh, empowering and also a nice gift item. So everything together. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And you and I were talking before um, we hit the record button. I was actually going into my phone to see if I could find the episode because I wanted to reference it. Um, but we were talking about how, you know, we're both finding more and more, um, that people are, are yearning for a more soulful connection mm -hmm. in the work yeah. that they do and that I found in my communities there are more women referencing that a part of their practices that they're um putting into their routine and things that they're taking on in the new year. And I've had guests mention this as being one of their um, practices that make them a better leader is, you know, uh, meditation, yeah. breathing, visualizing, you know, going quiet, like really looking to connect with themselves. And I was asked actually um, listening to uh, a podcast recently, um, the uh president of the coach school I graduated from, IPEC coaching, Luca Iorio, he was interviewing uh, a journalist um, mm -hmm. and something she, she referenced and said in her interview, she started talking about horoscopes and I had to pause mm -hmm. and rewind, you know, <laughs> and be like, did, did she, did she just say that? Like she, she talks about like, you know, like looking at people's horoscopes, but how much people get out of it um, and how true it is for them. And I think these types of conversations for me, and I think they've always been out there, but I think for me now I'm hearing these things more. And mm -hmm. I think what it's yes. pointing to is, is, is like what, what you're saying is that, and I think it's brilliant that you've incorporated it into your program and the work that you're doing with your clients is to help them, you know, meditate and, and connect with themselves mm -hmm. as they're thinking yeah. about their branding and the work they want to do in the world. Yes. Yes, yes. And, you know, I actually concur with you of uh, hearing that more and more around everywhere. And this was one of the big things that I discovered on my journey last year when I was reading all these books, which um, I started with the science side. I was also on that side of like, you know, needing proof for everything and like, what does all this mean? And um, But I found that all 
successful people across um, years in history, always all the successful um, heart-centered entrepreneurs who are like super big and they all had a turning point at some point in their life where they realized if we connect with our inner selves and our intuition and get this quiet time, then we access our full potential. And that's one thing I'm super passionate about more and more to um, show women how to do this. Because um, if we just go from our conscious mind, we're in this hustle mode where we ha we only have this super small portion in our brain that is conscious. <laughs> but we have so much more going on from the subconscious mind to even divine connection if you want to call it that whatever it means to you there's a lot that we cannot explain and see and touch but at the same time it can give us um, cool hunches and ideas that we don't know where they came from suddenly we see them if we just start looking so I found that to be a huge, huge um, shift for myself to 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 really step into my power. Um, in addition to the strategy stuff that I already knew, mm -hmm. <laughs> huge, huge. Yeah. And mm -hmm. on the flip side of things, Astrid, what is the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? For me, I would call it grounded leverage. <laughs> it's like. Um, Staying grounded while growing my business, staying centered and having free time, um, a lot of free time and keeping that while I grow my business. Um, this is like something that I'm making a very intentional thing, though, to keep. So it's just a work in progress. And it's a little bit as we're human, you know, we, we get into like working more and more. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is my intention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so going back. So I guess that's my biggest challenge right now, but I feel I've got it. I just have to like really be aware of that. And what I mean by that is, um, is also kind of going uh, what I've been talking about. If we have this connection of like a, a practice of like a little bit of meditation every day and just finding these quiet moments in our lives to really listen to what matters to us, how we're doing, um, listening to are we online, what's doing what we love, what excites us. Are we on course? If we keep that on the radar, then I found a lot of times it happened that I had better ideas and I do less and I have more free time. So here's one example of what I did last week, actually, when I started feeling a little overwhelmed again, like shooting off like like a rocket with a new year, like La, leverage, big business stuff. Ah. So I felt that I needed to slow down again and go back to that Zenpreneur mode more. And what I did is I went, I took my phone, I went outside, and I live on this beautiful island here, Kodiak, Alaska, so I can just go to the ocean and walk in the forest. And I did that, and I realized, um, okay, so first of all, I got great ideas. I actually recorded an email sequence of something that had been super difficult for me in my mind. It was like thinking, oh, I have to do this opt-in email sequence, and it's so hard. I can't do this. But I walked in the forest for like half an hour. Suddenly, I was in the flow. I was really connected, feeling good. And I just recorded the whole sequence, including a video, everything on my phone. And now I just need to type it up. So <laughs> this is what I would call Zenpreneur flow and um, my challenge. But also, it's already happening. So. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I know we're going a little long. And then I'll, we'll, we'll jump to the leadership roundup. But I, I want to say, because um, this is something that, that jumped out for me recently and people who've been listening um, to my podcast for some time know I am I'm, I'm starting to talk about um, listening to Just Lively from The Lively Show. Like I have been just 
enamored with her for a long time, but I'm like really talking about it a lot more lately, um, just from my own journey. But one thing she said on uh, one of her episodes recently is that now she's become crystal clear that, you know, it, what's really important is alignment. It's not so much how much time she spends working. It's how much she is in alignment when she does working. And she even said that now she spends 80% of her day that doing things to get in alignment, you know, taking wow. care of herself, you know, following like what brings her joy and in, in her interests and taking care of herself and 20% of the time working. But when she does work, the work is so amazing and powerful mm -hmm. that it has a bigger impact. Like, so she doesn't have to do as much because the little that she's doing is so impactful because it's so in alignment with who she is and what, what yeah. she wants to put out in the world, which is exactly what you're saying is that mm -hmm. when you, you know, put in your calendar practices that help you get in alignment, help you get in centered, help you be who you really are, you don't mm -hmm. have to work as hard. You don't have to suffer when through yes. your work. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. I, yes, I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> yes, love it. Love this conversation. So let's go to the quick leadership roundup. So instead of stories, you can just give us, you know, one, one or two sentences. So the first one is, what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? I would say that is actually really listening to my heart and centering myself. Because um, I found that whenever I... I am in this mode where I'm really setting the intention of speaking from the heart, of connecting to my own stories, of being in line with what I deeply care about, which is inspiring and empowering other women. When I do that, then the best things happen and it really resonates with people because it's not I'm not better than anybody. I'm not worse than anybody. We can all learn from each other. And by being in this heart-centered mo mode and setting the intention to do that, that allows me to make that happen. What advice would you give your younger self? Um, what advice would I give my younger self? That is actually also kind of going in the flow of what we've been talking about. I would tell her to stop hustling and look for your inner North Star. <laughs> Sooner. And what I mean by that is really going on this quest of looking for these things that we cannot explain, like starting a meditation practice, like looking for, for me, it was watching the movie The Secret, but everybody has like different access points of follow what helps you open up to listening your own intuition, your soul, your heart, desire do practices that give you this quiet time. If I had done that earlier, I would have found um, access to my full potential sooner, felt better and uh, found better solutions and um, have more free time mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of hustling. Yeah. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. So this is actually something a little bit silly that I'm sharing because it's something that I woke up after a dream and I had that in my mind <laughs> because it was one of my intentions um, for this year. I set three words for myself. One is fun, 
The other one is magic, which is just bringing a little bit of this unknown, more of that into my life and my work. And the third one is leverage. And that quote that I want, uh, that came to my mind, um, thinking how to do this fun thing, was follow the fun that comes from the heart. That was the sentence that I woke up with in my head. And what I found for that, what that means to me is really, again, like being in tune with my heart and that I know best if I really have that quiet time and listen to my intuition and what excites me and go with those things. Those will be the best things ever for me to do and also the best things to grow my business, the best ways to grow my bring my talent out there. So that's my current motto from my heart. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that because, you know, that's something that has come up for me recently, not like something I'm grappling with, but it was like, I, I gained some clarity around this recently where fun is not the same for everybody. Yeah. You know, we, we, sometimes we feel backed into a corner that because other people think something is fun, then we should find it fun as well. But it's mm -hmm. not always true. And you'll be much happier if you can find out what's fun for you and how you That's like great. to celebrate. Because if you're doing, if you're having fun or celebrating in a way that doesn't have a lot of meaning for you, but has meaning, you're doing it for other people because it has meaning yeah. for them, it will be incredibly unfulfilling. <laughs> so mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. And oh, I was just going to say, Astrid, lastly, like, how can we connect with you? I mean, this was a great conversation, and I know people are going to want to see your work and see what you're up to. So where can they go to find you? They can find me on my website. That's just my name. So it's AstridMuller.com. That's A-S-T-R-I-D-M-U-E-L-L-E-R.com. Awesome. And for those of you listening, I will have that in the show notes. If that was, if you're out for your run or in the car and you couldn't like write it down, don't worry about it. Just go to WomenTakingTheLead.com and you can find Astrid's, um, the blog post that accompanies this episode. Astrid is A-S-T-R-I-D. So if you put that in the search bar, her show notes page will come right up. And Astrid, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much, Jody. It was a true pleasure and big, big honor. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me and here's to your success.